0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
1: The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse... To go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouthwatering flavours of the world class Bayesian cuisine, and of course plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast on Talk Sport, live from Cape Town. The Talk Sport and England team have arrived um, from Johannesburg. And a new year, well, it brings new hope for England. And what a setting we've got for you here at Newlands, uh, one of the most iconic test grounds uh, in the history of the sport. So just uh, a Kevin Peterson switch hit six from Table Mountain. The Castle Brewery, um, some of most colonial style uh, stands and uh, this track. It uh, promises much and uh, hopefully it will deliver on Talk Sport and Talk Sport 2. So guys, Swindles. Um, well, we've arrived, uh, fresh from. Uh, well, I won't say fresh actually. There's not too many fresh heads in the Talksport camp after what was a, a very lively evening on New Year's Eve here in Cape Town. It was a, it was a splendid evening.
2: Um, yeah, I bailed out slightly earlier than one or two of the others, but uh, I'm feeling not fully dusty, just dusted. I think so far this morning, but it's been great to see Newlands for the first time and the the thousands of fans who are heading this way i think it's a sell out every day they are in for an absolute treat and, and a wonderful place for all the cricketers as well to perform in front of what is the best backdrop in the world
1: well it's breathtaking isn't it if ever you need a little pick up or pick me up in the morning well, this is it uh, you know as uh, as you've seen from the picture postcards really The cloud just hanging uh, heavy on the top of Table Mountain. Uh, It almost looks like a waterfall when you watch it, when the clouds come spiralling over and uh, down towards the valley and towards uh, this uh, cricket ground. Uh, We've had a look at the pitch itself. Uh, From those who know a lot more about cricket than I, there is a real feeling that England will be picking a spinner for this test match. The question on who, I suppose, is Dom Bess is uh, the most likely um, but it does look like the uh, England coach, Chris Silverwood, has got a big call to make, although we are hearing that Jofra Archer is now an in injury doubt.
2: Yes, uh, this was uh, some late news that um, he seems to have developed a problem with his right elbow, um, so bowling is a bit painful at the moment. It's interesting that England... We're going to have to drop Acema, but I don't think it would have been Joffre Archer. However, if Archer is unavailable, effectively his place becomes available, and it will be a spinner. There's still talk Jack Leach might be well enough after this long bout of illness that he's had to play and was the initial spinner picked in the squad, but Don Bess is certainly fit and firing, hasn't been ill... <sighs> you'd kind of it's going to be an interesting call for the selectors on which of those two Somerset spinners they actually go with on the day
1: yeah I'll be very surprised if Leach plays uh, I think Bess is, uh, is almost certainly going to get the nod um, well look talking about Somerset uh, of course Joss Butler um, uh, who was uh, started out at the county knows Jack Leach very well indeed of course uh, best buddies really uh, well you caught
3: up with him earlier today
1: happy new year Joss and um, ha- how-, how was New Year's Eve with
3: the team Yeah, very nice, thanks. Um, We're probably in the only place in Cape Town where you couldn't see the fireworks, actually. We had a big building in the way, but uh, we had a great night, thank you, with all the families and um, yeah, nice way to bring in the new year. And here we are on New Year's Day, batting again. How are you feeling?
2: Because you have had this lurgy that struck the camp.
3: Yeah, much better, thanks. Um, nice to have a full complement at training, isn't it? So, um, yeah, it's been a, a frustration, I guess, and, and uh, no one likes the, when they're feeling unwell. But, um, you know, luckily, I think everyone starting the new year uh, feeling fresh. How was it in the last match when you sort of went down mid-match?
2: How... What did you do? How did you feel?
3: Yeah, no, I didn't feel good. Uh, very lethargic. I think you just feel like you haven't got any energy, and um, you know, feel like you need to be quite close to the toilet. Um, so uh, yeah, but yeah, you know, luckily that you know, Johnny could take the gloves, and, and, and then wasn't needed to bat on that day. Either, so managed to have a full day, full day of rest, and, and, and get better. But uh, yeah, it's, you know, think you know, not trying to make any excuses. And, and Joe has obviously said that that wasn't the reason we we lost the test match. So um, no, we no, we we're very aware of where we need. To improve, what have you been working on between matches? You haven't had
2: much time, but but what? Any specific areas?
3: Not really. I think you know. You look at the last game. Those two key moments of South Africa being 111 for five, and, and we were 140 for three, and they end up with a hundred-run lead in, in the first inning So, um, it's uh, I think you know trying to. Work out how we can play that more front foot cricket, you know, and, and get ahead of the games, um, not wait and be reactive to to show the true character of the team. You know, making sure we do that from the from the from the get go, and and um, standing up and taking the initiative. As I guess, yeah, twice
2: losing the last seven wickets for not as many as you'd like is where a lot of somewhere where improvement is needed.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and and it's not about talking about it, is it? Everyone's very aware of it, um, but you know, professional sport and international cricket is about performance and about fronting up and doing it. You know, it's very easy for, for all of us to talk about it, but until people start showing that and, and performing, um, you know, nothing will change.
2: So, what thoughts going into the second test? You've got everyone's fully fit, raring to go. Still feel that there's a good chance of getting something out of this series.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it was a really competitive game um, at Centurion. Um, I think you know, taking 20 wickets. You know, it looks like there's going to be results, and obviously we'll have to wait and see what this pitch plays like. Um, but yeah, you know, I think you know, with three Test matches to go, obviously the series is very much alive. Um,
2: I was a bit early to talk about it and you're not the skipper but have there been discussions about any chain possible changes?
3: Uh, not that I'm aware of obviously I'm not in those uh, discussions but um, I think the team is very adaptable and, and you know, the guys um, Chris and Joe turn up and, and look at conditions and, and pick the team accordingly.
1: Josh Butler catching up with Guy Swindles there I mean he's keeping things close to his chest I mean, he's former vice-captain I mean he's not going to give too much away is he but the time for talking really has come to an end isn't it? Well, unfortunately for Butler and a lot of this team, Joe Root. You know, there's this common kind of like message pushed out that we've got to learn, we've got to learn, we've got to learn. Well, I'm not sure what they've got to learn.
2: I know it's 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 weird. They they certainly didn't learn from the first innings to the second innings, as we saw two times when the last seven wickets fell for not very many. Um, But the weird thing about this England team is, all last summer we saw them be outplayed by Australia and then come roaring back and somehow win matches they shouldn't and then at the Oval be in complete control of a very good Australian team to square the series. You never quite... Their inconsistency is their consistency at the moment, and, and that is half the problem. I can see England rocking up and playing superbly in this test and squaring the series. Equally, they could be two down before we know it in three and a half days, but lessons eventually do have to be learned. Joshua Butler's right. It's just when are we going to see them actually take shape?
1: Um, look we've seen the. I think a lot of it is the back to back nature of test matches South Africa have just had a huge win they would have been celebrating the day after travelling here you know uh, yesterday and then they're going to have to come out and do it all over again a flatter track might come might suit England's batsmen of course it will suit England's batsmen that makes sense it will suit their middle order Uh, You know, England are very much in this series. There was a lot of headlines about where they lost that Test match. I think they lost it with both bat and ball and the decision to to bowl first. You know, South Africa were 111 for four and they recovered. England were 143 for three and they collapsed. So the bowling led them down, the batting led them down. You can only hope for a more all-round performance in the second Test match. And if you do go on recent history... You'd have to say you'd back England to come back. But similarly, if you look at the way South Africa went about things in their first innings, and they, of course, lost the toss. Um, there were several wickets which were gifts, I suppose, or certainly unfortunate from a batting perspective. You know, Dean Elger, he's a, he's a guy that England will be very, very wary about. Hamza looked very solid at the crease. Um, South Africa, of course, will be bringing in one change. Milan at the top of the order for the injured Markram. Uh, we'll have to see. But, you know, their debutants certainly came to the party in the first test. We'll have to see if it happens in the second. Not just England speaking today, uh, also uh, three of the uh, South African squad were put up for interview. And one of them is uh, Rossi van der Dusen, who before the first test match uh, told me about how he'd sat back and watched the likes of Stuart Broad and Jimmy Anderson bowl for the last 10 years. I began by asking what the reality was like. Yeah, the reality was... Um... Yeah, probably like like, like I thought.
0: Um, it was first innings. I faced a, a really good spell from from both of them. Um, didn't give me much, but I I didn't expect anything less. They're world-class they world class performers. I have been for the last what 10, 12 years. So, um, you know. But in saying that, you as a sportsman, you get opportunities to step up to the challenge, and and that's what I was looking forward to in Test cricket, and especially in that second innings. Uh, I think it was the end of day two. Or, Oh, when, when did Start I bet? Day three. Start of day three which was a really tough period uh, when they came really hard at us, myself and Nokia, and, um, and you know those, those are the things you live for. You know those are the challenges, and and uh, I was saying to to Unrich out there, you know he was he was obviously jumping around to those short balls, and I said, listen, um, I promise you, it's not maybe fun in the moment, but but the satisfaction afterwards, that's that's the that's the fun part of it. So 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 hang in there, we're gonna get through this, and and yeah. Uh, we, we ended up having a decent partnership.
1: You did get through it. Um, did you sense the frustration out there on the field because England would have come out that morning expecting to knock over uh, your, your partner, but you did hang around? And, and were you surprised at how much short-pitch bowling um, you had to face? Um, I, I think the, the frustration
0: thing is, is something we... I know there was one or two close run-out chances, but but from, from my side, I really tried to go out there and, and, and up the intensity... Um I know I know sort of in, in Red Bull quick cr- cricket a lot of times there's, there's bowlers in key positions, especially mid off and and, and mid off, so you can you can really put pressure on them in terms of running and that's and that's what we did. I I trusted Unrich's uh, uh, defense and ability to fight, to to take a single first or second ball and, and, and catch them on the back foot and, and I think that that played into our hands, that them getting frustrated, going to short pitch bowling where where on that wicket, you know, you 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 just want to hit the top top of the stumps length. Uh, one goes up, one goes down. It was seaming around, so so we were saying to ourselves, that if they're bowling short pitch bowling to us, we we're winning this battle. And you know, I said to Anrich the whole time, also just absorb this pressure because you know guys like Quinny and Dwayne and those guys will come in and. And by the time those bowlers are in their fifth spell, having having bowled 20-30 bounces each, that's uh, that's going to be really tough for them uh, against guys who, who can who can uh, score freely.
1: So, uh, yeah, I was was quite surprised by that tactic. Speaks very well, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, van der Dussen, and uh, he he impressed with the bat. Um, there was some talk that his place might be taken by Temba Bavuma. Of course, with transformation uh, being part of the selection makeup of the South African side, they need a quota of um, of black players within the within the side. Bavuma was injured just before the first test. He would have played instead of van der Dusen. So it's uh, it's just how it goes in this part of the world. But what was very interesting is uh, that he, and we'll hear from the likes of Vernon Philander as well, they did feel like England bowled too short. And this has been a criticism, as you well know. You've followed England for years. You know, every summer we seem to have this criticism. What makes it even more strange is that, you know, the coach is a bowling coach.
2: Absolutely, and was a man who, yes, he could bowl a short ball, but part of his great strength was his ability to keep the ball on length and line. And when you've got Anderson and Broad in your team, why are you bowling short? These We saw what Vernon Philander could do. Um, it was very interesting talking to Philander. They learned some lessons from watching the England team.
4: Yeah, I think, you know, obviously when you have guys that has played the game at the highest level, it does make it a bit easier because you can really feed off them as well. Um, in saying that, I mean, we've had a bit of a younger group the last sort of 18 months, and uh, I think you you, you kind of expect that to happen, you know, in your first few months, you know, that you do take a bit of a dip t- before you go up again. But I think, you know, having the credibility, the guys around in the changing room now that has been there, understanding, you know, what it takes to get back up again, really does make it, yeah, a big difference.
2: Vernon, you, the four of you seem to bowl very well as a unit. Just thoughts on that?
4: Well, that's why we are a bowling unit. <laughs> now, I think yeah, you, you have to compliment each other, and I think you know it's to understand what's happening on the other side, and uh, yeah, just to, to, to play your part. And uh, I think we have yeah, we have really complimented each other very nicely in the last test match. And saying that, on the third is a brand new one, starting from nought for nought again. But yeah, I think it's, it's it's understanding you know
2: your role as a bowler within that setup. Um, and, yeah, just to to make sure that you can deliver. Were you surprised at the lengths England bowled in that test match? It was a bit shorter than you guys were.
4: Yeah, look, I mean, we learned from them, to be quite honest with you, in the first innings. You know, we watched their lengths and yeah, they were touched short because they, the ball were going around a little bit. And uh, I, I still made the point and I said, guys, I think we need to be probably a meter or a meter or and a fuller than, you know, what the English boys have been. Um, yeah, so in saying that, uh, yeah, I do feel that they've probably bowled a little bit short. They bowled a bit better in the second innings. But, uh, yeah, I mean...
1: The wicket had a bit in it and uh, you yeah, had to make sure that you, you know, obviously get better to play them. Werner Philander, who's going to be returning to his home ground for the last time as an international cricketer, that's going to be quite a special moment. He certainly performed in that first test match, scored v- valuable runs. Um, he took a lot of wickets in first innings, didn't in second, but it was that spell at the start of day four when he racked up the maidens and first change, Norkia came in. He presented Rory Burns with what he th- the batsman thought was a scoring opportunity because he'd been starved of them in the 45, 50 minutes up until that point. Uh, but, of course, the pace of the bowl, uh, miscue from uh, Burns, and he was dismissed. So, Philander's name isn't in the record books or the score books, but um, I think he would have been uh, given a, an assist for that wicket, and uh, his presence is going to be sorely missed once this series is uh, done and dusted. Uh, another man who spoke was uh, Keshef Maharaj. Now, England's... Uh, uh, famously didn't go into the first test match with a spinner it does look like they're going to with a second and Maharaj played his part in the test win with the vital wickets uh, including that of Ben Stokes in second innings and he also caught up with Guy Swindles I think uh,
5: everyone uh, sorry, uh, misinterprets containing attacking uh... uh, you can attack by being containing because you're still trying to hit your your length and bowling your best possible ball and similarly when you are containing you're still trying to bowl your best length just changing the fields now and then so I I think in terms of my mindset, in terms of my role it's still going to be the same of trying to stop the game and uh, in some sort of wickets from there and sort of trying to outsmart batsmen from there.
2: Made a few changes for the first test, how did you think all the, the, the newer faces went for the team?
5: I think everyone did extreme, extremely well. I mean, Dwayne stuck his hand up with the ball. Arassi showed that gutsy 50 in the second inning. So it was really exciting to watch. I mean, for two debutants to come into such a big series, such a big match, and put their hands up and get vital wickets and make vital runs was really, really important. I mean, Anna as well, he's only played a handful of test matches and he showed that gritty 40 and then he bowled superbly well in the whole test match.
2: Do you take that momentum into this match?
5: Yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot of positives for us to take out from the match before and obviously build up. Uh, England, you have to be aware of them. They can bounce back at any time. And so they showed that in the Ashes series as well. So nothing for granted, but it is nice to have the momentum building in and, you know, sort of
1: building on from that. Ah, the old momentum word as the wind starts to uh, just buffet um, uh, us around this ground and the wind can come in quite, quite Strongly, We've up in the commentary box behind the bowler's arm and uh, one of the guys that's uh, just helping us out saying, you don't want that window open, mate. If uh, He didn't say it like that, by the way. <laughs> you don't want that window open, mate. If the south easterly or whatever it is hits this way, it's absolutely horrendous. So, uh, look, conditions are going to play a part here in Cape Town. It's a beautiful day today. There is a bit of a breeze. It's about 24 degrees and it's hot, but not as hot as it was the last time England were here. Back in 2016, when Ben Stokes and Johnny Bairstow put on that world record partnership, uh, quickest uh, double-ton for Ben Stokes and uh, a maiden test century for Johnny Bairstow. Uh, we won't be seeing that, I don't think, because I don't think is going to play. But, um, again, I mean, the anticipation ahead of this test match is so, man- so much narration yet to be written, so many individual stories, but the backdrop at uh, one of the... True iconic test grounds. It's uh, it's mouth watering stuff. I
2: I can't wait. I I had heard about this ground. I'd seen it on TV, but nothing quite prepares you to actually see it in in the flesh. Um, And a sellout. As as we've we've said, it's going to be the place is going to be rocking basically. There are so many England fans over here as well as South Africans making sure they got tickets. So it is going to be a real, real contest. It's going to turn into the
1: most beautiful bear pit in the world. I'm rather looking forward to it you and me both mate should be an absolute treat Uh, still a couple of days before the test match gets underway and uh, both myself and Guy will be returning here tomorrow to Newlands to hear from uh, Joe Root and also Faf Plessy. but that pretty much brings us to the end of the following on podcast for today thanks for listening don't forget you can follow all the action live and exclusive on TalkSport 2 subscribe, review on Acast iTunes and Spotify this has been the following on podcast thanks for listening